0: Welcome to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church here in the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, visit us on the web at gftnc.org. And now, here's Touched by Grace. Jesus gave us his peace in place of his earthly presence. And this was a principle that jumped out at me when I was studying this, that instead of Jesus saying, I'm with you, I'm going to be with you, I'm with you. You know, just just you got to feel me. I'm going to be with you. I'm going, but you got to feel me. He didn't say that. He said to his disciples in John, the 14th chapter, verse 27. He said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He qualifies this. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid because I didn't just leave you with a word. I left you with peace. Now, this is where it gets deep for me because if we got this physical Jesus and he leaves saying, I'm going to send you my Holy Ghost, the comforter, we had to wait for that. They waited in the upper room. They waited for that. But do you know that the peace that he gave them was enough to keep them waiting in that upper room long enough to get the promise? Now, the promise of the Holy Ghost and peace are not the same thing. If we were still waiting on the Holy Ghost, we should have peace. Because Jesus says, I give you my Peace. He didn't say after 49 days on the 50th day, you're going to be in the upper room and the Holy Ghost is going to come and you're going to get peace. In fact, when the Holy Ghost came, it was everything but peace. It was speaking in tongues. It was people saying it was drunk. It was kind of, kind of, it was hype. But Jesus immediately when he began to connect with his disciples, he says, my peace I give to you, one, so you can endure all of this, but two, peace identifies with peace Get that thought in your mind. Peace identifies with peace. I walk into a situation where there's disagreement and argument. I'm looking for the person who has the most peace. Whoever's got the most peace is the one I want to say, so tell me what happened. If I'm going to be a peacemaker, I got to start with peace. If you're going to be a cake baker, you got to start with the ingredients that go with a cake. You can't make a cake with just orange and some orange slices. You just I'm going to bake a cake. You got to have the ingredients. And so Jesus gave us the ingredients before he left in order for us to be the peacemakers. And he gave us the ingredients, whether you got the Holy Ghost or not, there should still be some peace. How many of those are really peaceful folks that's not even in church? They're not saved. They're not in church. They just, they're kind of distant from the whole God thing because you people are crazy. But they got a lot of peace in their lives. Well, what a peace? Which means that they're peaceful. They're peaceful. You stand in the kitchen while somebody's frying chicken, you're going to come out smelling like chicken, right? So they've been around peace, so guess what they're going, to, they're going to exude? Peacefulness. I watch babies, little babies, and when somebody bring a baby to me, I just start discerning, is this a peaceful child or is this one of them other ones? How many know you can have them both in the same uh, family? You can have the peaceful ones and then you can have the not so so peace, peace and peacefulness is a characteristic or a trait by which Jesus left it here in the earth. Do you know there are people who try to stir up folks that are peaceful, just try to try to get them to get outside of that zone of their peacefulness. And there's not much you can do to shake them from that because that's their character. Their character is Christ like there's a Christ like people. Believe it or not, there are some Christ-like people. Look at somebody and say, I'm trying. I'm working on it, and I'm trying. Because it can be misunderstood. Sometimes when you're trying to be peaceful, people are like, oh, you got an attitude? Or, oh, you're going to ignore me? Oh, I'm not, oh, you, oh, I'm not good enough tell you. To, what's the problem? And what happens is that they annoy, they scratch, and they claw trying to disturb your peace. Because this peace that I have is not the same as the world's peace. Do you know when night falls, the jungle quiet. It's it's of certain things, but it becomes loud of other things. Same way in in this jungle out here. Situations kind of bring us down and we have to be quiet, but other things start raging. So we have to know peace whether it's light or dark. We have to know peace whether it's daylight or whether it's midnight. We have to know peace and we have to know peace. Intimately, it's a characteristic or trait that Jesus says, I'm going to give you my peace in place of my presence. In place of his physical presence, you got peace. And now the Holy Ghost comes to seal the deal. The Holy Ghost comes so that he can be the ratifier of that peace that you have. So you'll know that this is God's peace. It's not the world's peace. And so this peace that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. And so there's a certain peace. God's peace is to be pursued above all else. Really? You mean more than anything? Yep, more than anything. Why do you suppose that I chose that statement to bring this to a close. Why is it that more than anything, we should go after God's peace? Just take a stab at it. Yes. It'll cause you to grow. Okay. You have to go for it. It's not coming to you. You got to go get it. Pursue means to go after with a purpose. Yeah. Because to stumble upon something is one thing, but to go after it and find it on purpose. How many have ever been looking for trouble and you found it? Yep. So if you look for peace, guess what you'll find? You got to go find the elements of it. And hopefully I've been sharing some things with you. You share some things that speak about finding peace or what makes for peace. The end result is growth. But this is a classic scripture, all right? This is a different translation of that classic scripture, Hebrews 12 and 14. The King James Version, we learned it when we first got saved in the grand old church of God in Christ. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And so the old saints, the old time saints know this is one of those foundations, just like, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also ye are called in one body, Colossians 3 and 15. So we say, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man should see the Lord, Hebrews 12 and 14 so this translation says pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the lord which means that in pursuing peace with people it sanctifies me i'm not sanctified because i come to church i'm sanctified because i come to church and i can get along with everybody that's what sanctifies me i'm not sanctified because i pray i'm sanctified because not only am i praying but now i'm teaching somebody else how to pray And the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth. And it's got to be more than one person because not not one person could ever be the righteous. It takes all of us to make up the righteous. Because when your righteousness fails, somebody else's righteousness kicks in that makes us the righteousness of God. And so I have to intentionally then go after peace because it is the very element of my salvation and I can't see God unless I'm pursuing peace. Here's another side to that. I can't even see God in you if I'm not looking for, if I'm looking for you to fall, I'm looking for you to fail, I'm looking for you to be faltered, I'm looking for you to be in some kind of way, she just, she human just like we are, I'm not going to see God in you, guess what I'm going to see, I'm going to see you're human, you're a faulty, flawed, Adam-like human, that's what I'll see. But if I pursue the God, I'm looking for the God in you. When I encounter you, I'm looking for a godly measure in you. And if I I go after the godly measure and I pursue the godly measure, there'll be a seed that will eventually spring up into righteousness and then we'll have fruit and we'll both be happy. And our relationship and the dynamic of me getting along with my brothers and my sisters in the body of Christ will help us to manifest the scripture that says, and they'll know them by the love that they show one toward another. Because they won't know Christ unless they can see that we know Christ. And we don't know each other by the flesh anymore, but we know each other by the spirit. I know people by their spirit. I can turn my back and just say, y'all start praising the Lord, and I can tell you what spirits are in this room. Because I know, you know me by the spirit. We should know each other by the spirit. We don't owe anybody anything but to love one another. We'll get to that too, because that's the very last advent is the love thing. We can't get to the love unless we get through working this stuff out and understand how can you love somebody you're not in peace with? I love them, but they just, ooh, ooh, what? There's something psychotic about that. It's uh, I hate them and I love them. I love them and I hate them. Ooh, they make me sick, but that's the people of God. I just had to keep coming back. One or two things has to happen. There has to be resolution or dissolution. To resolve means that we have an understanding and things are going to be better from here on. To dissolve means that it doesn't have to exist. There's resolution or dissolution. And if you put that on the table, you won't have stuff just lingering. You know, I've been not liking you for a long time now. And, and, you know, I'm glad we got to this point. (laughs) So we have to get to either resolving it or dissolving it. And sometimes we dissolve prematurely and sometimes we're not resolved and we think we are. So there are issues of resolution. Do you think God is pretty much set on how he's going to love us? I think so. I think he's resolved that, right? I think Jesus was pretty much resolved on it. He says, you know, not my will, but thy will be done. You know, greater love hath no man than this, except he lay down his life for you. You mean I got to die? Yeah, die. And so that's a resolve. That's already resolved. And the bond that you had with the devil, remember that deal that you used to, you know, is now dissolved. It no longer exists. And that's where peace comes from when we become friends with God. Abraham obviously had an inside track on this because it was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake. There's that word righteous, the same righteousness that we get the fruit from because seeds of peace have been sown. Which means that Abraham was obviously a peaceful man. That children of God are peacemakers. They're not just peaceful, they're not just peaceable, they're not in pieces. They're peacemakers. They're peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Now, I don't have time to go into it, but I want to leave you with a speculation. Why does the scripture speak of them in future tense? That they shall be called. They shall be called the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be known as, in one translation, or they shall be called the children of God which means that it speaks of them in present tense looking back as a now that's a child of God. That was a peaceful person and it was a child of God. Now our epitaphs do follow us. Our works do follow us. And I think that's part of it. The remembrance of us will be that we were peacemakers. But you know what I think even more, more deep, in this is, this is Terrence Lachey, 101. All right? I believe it's, it's stated that way because we're not there yet. Because <laughs> we work on it. Because we, until we pass away, we shall be called the children of God. I'm striving in the direction of being a child of God every day by making peace, following peace, and holiness, without which I can't see God. So, everybody that's talking about that they're they're saved or Christians are born again, the true test is: Are they peacemaker? I'm going hard and heavy on the peacemaker because that's what's wrong with the whole world right now. People are not at peace with themselves, so they go and destroy something else. They become aggravated and they become um, radicalized. That's the term. You know, the people who are performing these mass shootings—they became radicalized, which means that somebody trained them to take out a vengeance and to get themselves killed. Now, how stupid is that? Well, they—they—they they, they love not their lives unto death. But here we are, loving our life like, don't oh, I'm, I'm gonna stay here? Seriously, we're we're holding in, but we're not bringing peace. So what's worse, somebody that blows up a room with everybody in it or somebody that tears a room from the inside out? They're a terrorist in the church. They're terrorists in the body of Christ. And the enemy doesn't want us to uncover it. And we've all been victim of terrorism, but we've also been supporters of terrorism. We've funded it. We've supported it in some kind of way. And we, that's why we shall be called the children of God, because we ain't there yet. Now you say, if I die, I'm going to heaven. I believe you, and I, and I, I pray this so. I'm planning on the same ending, right? I'm, I'm, that's what I'm striving for. But I'm here to work my salvation out every single day with fear and trembling. Lord, let me be a peacemaker more than anything. I don't want to raise sand. I don't want to be the one who they go, oh, here he come. I want to be the peacemaker. Even in my jesting or in my joy making and my fun I don't want to leave somebody scratching their head about their identity. Am I too short? Am I too fat? Am I ugly? Do I really got big big lips? And that's because somebody who's not a peacemaker left that on my mind. Somebody left that and it's something that's simple Well, you know, I was just playing but I didn't have any pee. In fact, your presence makes my spirit uneasy Have you ever felt that way about certain people? So to be a peacemaker, I gotta I gotta I gotta take them, get them enough strength. I gotta muster up the stamina and all the Holy Ghost. Fast for 40 days, 40 nights, do whatever you need to do. And then say, hey, let's make peace. I want to make peace with you. You don't even have to tell them how you feel about them. You don't even have to tell them how they make you feel. Just make peace because if I'm uneasy, I try I tried it. I tried to like just forget about them and they, they don't mess with you, you don't mess with them. But no, they come up in your space. They come after you, and it's not them, it's the spirit of unrest, the spirit of chaos, the spirit of the enemy trying to disturb your peace. But how many know that once you've been given the peace that you have, the world can't take it, but you could give it away? You've been listening to Touched by Grace, an outreach of grace for the nation's church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, log on to our website, gftnc.org, or call us, 616-974-9128. Our mission here at Grace for the Nations Church is to reach the diverse people of the world by teaching biblical principles and life application of the Scripture. Despite the present-day challenges facing individuals, families, and our communities, we believe there is hope.